Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Friday, February 5th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Hey, guys. Hey, John. Hey, everyone. Hey, guy. Um, Hey, dude. So today's show, other than tangents, which are pretty much a given, our main topics, we're going to start talking a little bit about the newest lawsuit. There's another one against Fox News and company. Then I, I want to talk a little bit about the the stimulus bill, a little change that the Democrats might be making that I'm not happy about. And then I think we have a larger discussion about Marjorie Taylor Greene losing her committee seats in the House um, and just a larger implications of, of what's going on there. The vote, the vote on her, you know, alongside the vote against Trump to impeach him. That's and, what I'm and, thinking. Yeah. yeah. And what that yeah. tells us about where the, the Republican Party still is. Exactly. I'm sure you will be shocked by the conclusions we come to. Also, I'm going to let you guys in on all all in on some of the various features of my Jewish space laser. So, yes, very good. Well, don't let him in on too much because otherwise. Uh, I don't want. I mean, I can't let you know exactly. It's like with those Soviet nukes that they would hide in like various forests. You know, the mobile ones that we couldn't take out. Exactly. I need my space laser to always be on the move, so I can just I can nail any target. But you know, I'll give you some insight. I was just thinking Star Wars, like of them using Star Wars to defend against it. But I was like, it would be Star of David Wars. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome. By the way, well done, John. Yeah. Although it also sounds like a porn movie a little bit, so I don't know what. You know, the yeah, porn movies take the true. names and then they, they take popular names and make them a little different. And you're yeah, like, Ooh. exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, 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 like Beaverly Hills. Cop. Would you like to see my space laser? Little <laughs> girl. Never forget that one. That one, that, that one. I think that one when I was a younger kid, I'm like, what? In any case. Sorry. Oh, if wait, I oh, you the porn names? The porn names or what? I said, I said Beaverly Hills Cop. Was, oh. I, remember, I, well. <laughs> I had not heard that. That's funny. Uh, yeah. um, In any so, case, uh, I'll well, say quickly. Um. No, why don't you continue, John? Well, I think well, we're going we were to just gonna, I was just going to jump into Smartmatic unless you had anything else to add. I don't – I know. Let's, let's go that way. Okay, so just a quick discussion, but I think it's interesting because it gets into a little bit of uh, Cliff's ongoing peak at, uh, at Fox News and how a lot of our problems in the world go back to the Republicans controlling the noise machine. Well, Smartmatic – which I'd not heard of, and they're acknowledging it's sort of an obscure name, but it's an election technology company. And it was one of the companies that Fox News and its personalities and others were also defaming in addition to Dominion. And you know already Dominion filed a number of lawsuits. Well, Smartmatic just filed a $2.7 billion. $7 billion. They went for it, yep. baby. Yep. Lawsuit in New York State Court, which is interesting too. Um, just, well, I mean, they can't get pardons anymore. But, but actually what's interesting about that is if Trump had done some secret pardon that we don't know about. Couldn't you see him pardoning all the Fox News people too? You know? But had he done some um, secret pardon we don't know about, which is possible. I see what you're saying. They couldn't sue in federal. Well, no, because the, the yeah. pardons are for are for uh criminal yeah, acts, they're not civil. Um I don't think uh, they I don't you know, think they shield right. you from sorry. civil. You're right about that. I'm sorry, you're right about that. I'm sorry. You're right. I kept thinking this was criminal. You're right. This is obviously a civil case. And the difference is in a civil case, it's one person suing another for money. It's not the government going after you for jail time. Also, so, as yeah, John, right. being the smart lawyer, can tell you, um, the standard of proof is a lot lower. You don't, yeah, that you don't always drove me nuts. Like, you, yeah. don't need, you don't need – yeah. I mean whether you like it or not, I'm just telling people the facts. I mean confusion-wise, it always jury before. Um, you don't need, you don't need uh, to get every juror. You just need a majority of jurors, for example. Um, so so – so, okay, so real quick, so what, what happened was Smartmatic sues Fox News and company. I'll give you some of the names. Fox News, Sidney Powell, Rudy yep. Giuliani. Um, I don't remember who else was the ones I remember, and I don't have it in front of uh, me. Maria maybe. Bartiromo. That's right. Lou Dobbs. Yep. And our favorite. Hey, Cliff, would you like a drink? Janine <laughs> <laughs> Puro. Oh, I, I, was, I was like, who? It's, hey, not the, who's always not your voice was bad. It's more. Who's my favorite at Fox? Yeah. It's, there's such a list. Of, it's you know, who's always got her red cocktail dress ready for a show. It's very Star Wars <laughs> bar, uh, you know. Yeah. Like it's it's literally a collection of the, the you know what's the the island of the misfit toys. So yeah. um, oh, and, case, go ahead. and and yeah, and she's suing. She is also suing. She. Smartmatic is also suing Giuliani and Sidney Powell, which is great. Um, so they were talking about some of like Powell, for example, the suit. Can I ask Powell. you a question, John? To, to put on your legal hat, why do you think? Because uh, they're not suing Donald Trump. Did he? Not, is it maybe because he didn't mention Smartmatic? 
Or is there a, a strategic reason you wouldn't sue Donald Trump that I'm not thinking uh, of? That's a good question. Um, well, I mean, maybe they, they just didn't happen to mention that company. Maybe they just mentioned Dominion. I don't know. but I think it's possible that Trump didn't mention. Now, the question is, does the Dominion lawsuit include Trump? Although Dominion is still, I think, dropping suits as time goes on. So Trump is one that you might want to drop later. Better news. Well, they at least, right. I don't think they've dropped it on Trump yet, but they at least warned him. Yeah. Him and his family and whatever to hold on to all yeah. legal, you know, all, all correspondence and whatever, because that, that one would be forthcoming. Now they can do that and not ever end up suing, but you know, in any case, I just thought that yeah, was interesting. I, That's all. No, I'm with you. I, I either either the lawyers just made a good faith decision that they couldn't go after him, you know, that he didn't say enough or he had immunity or whatever it is. Um, or it's possible that because he's such a big deal, you know, he's the former president that they're waiting for PR reasons, or they're doing more to develop the case. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Um, but the, uh, for example, what happened, uh, what Powell said, the, 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 the suit gives some examples, obviously it has to, of the defamation. Powell on a November episode of Lou Dobbs' show on Fox Business said that Hugo Chavez, the deceased, this is from the New York Times, Hugo Chavez, the deceased president of Venezuela, had a hand in the creation of smartmatic technology, designing it so that the votes it processed could be changed undis- undetected. So in the New York Times. Like, you sometimes wonder where this stuff, I mean, do you think it's just because Hugo Chavez equals in people's minds here, they figure socialist, communist, and he's Latino, so maybe xenophobia, that kind of thing. Because otherwise, he's dead. Wouldn't you pick somebody that was alive? Well, the New York Times adds, listen to this, the New York Times adds the parenthetical after that sentence says, Mr. Chavez, who died in 2013, did not have anything to do with Smartmatic. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, Why would you pick the dead one? There have to be at least one or two leftist leaders in Latin America right now. I'll admit, I know some of them. I don't know them all. And and like, wouldn't you do that? Conspiracy I don't theories. know. If you're embracing I, I guess, conspiracy theories, then, I, I see. I guess what you're, right? I see what you're saying is that conspiracy when you're at the point when you're embracing it, maybe the the more yeah. improbable is what makes it more probable to the conspiracy well, theorist. But but I was just going to say. I mean, and it. This it would be one more suggestion that what Sidney Powell and the rest of them were doing were weren't trafficking in actual facts at all. They weren't looking at, uh, well, at, I'm sure in part they were, but in in this case it wasn't like they were looking at. Yeah, there was a problem with a voting machine and a precinct, and we're kind of, for example, when they talked about oh thousands of dead people, and they said well only two dead people voted that that kind of thing, right? In Georgia, right. there's only two, but they claim thousands. That's at least a you know, a, a, an exaggeration. In this case, if it's a conspiracy theory, some kid on Reddit made this up or right. wherever that Chavez, yeah. yeah, let's get that dead guy did it. Or it frankly, it couldn't it, be it's started, like all the know, stuff I mean, that our friend Marjorie Taylor Greene has said that we'll get yeah. to, right? It's like Jewish space lasers. It's like, new, it's like Parkland it's not really happening. I just made up shit. Not exaggerations, yeah. right? And honestly, sure. you never know, too, whether some somebody, whether the Russians or whoever, but somebody made it up to start with. It could have even been a joke. They made it up to start with, and it caught on, and 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 Sidney Powell and the rest of them don't seem too worried about repeating bullshit that they read online or whatever. I, so yeah, I think, I, you know, I think you're you know? right. I, when you start looking into this stuff, you know, we talked to Alan Silberberger, last one, who's a cybersecurity expert, and talked about some of the stuff from Russia. I'm telling you, the more I've read enough stuff to see that the more this happens, it does seem like in a way I've answered my own question here about Hugo Chavez, that st- somebody just literally makes a ridiculous statement, either as a joke or just seriously because they're nuts or whatever it is. Yeah. And then everybody else runs with that one and it just yeah. builds. You Couldn't know? you see like sitting there, like in some Russian planning room and going, okay, who could we, you know, who, who, <laughs> who could we use to do oh, this? Yeah. Uh, how about Ma- Lenin? No, Lenin too long ago. Uh, yeah. Lenin buried. Hugo Chavez. Yes. Hugo. <laughs> yeah. I you know, you. I mean, it's like one of those, what do they call the uh, the game we did when we were kids? Your kids probably Telephone? still did it today. No, where you've got the paragraph of text with missing words, something oh, grams. Oh, shoot. Something right. grams. It's not that long ago. Right? Or, yeah. or Mad Libs. Mad Libs. Mad Libs. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah. So it's like the Mad Lib. They've got a whole bulletin board of things going, Venezuela, Chavez, vaccines. Which, Gates, by the way, speaking of the fact that it's called Mad Libs, I got to say, where's where's QAnon on calling Mad Libs a liberal conspiracy? It's right there in the name. They're really behind on that one. Oh, Mad Libs. Yeah, that's true. You, you think, you, mad. Yeah, they're such mad. You'd think they would use that. Actually, that would have been, oh except we'd, we'd probably be sued, but that would have been a great name for the podcast, Mad Libs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wouldn't it, though? Except we probably would get into trouble for it. It'd be 
Yes. Actually, no. Well, you know, it'd be funny with that. It would be, well, it's not mad. It's not mad libs. It's mad libs. And we have a different, we have a different pronunciation. It's all how you enunciate. Yeah, I know. It's pronunciated. That'd be a fascinating uh, lawsuit. I, my guess is on paper, it's the same name. As the but, guy who tries to keep us from getting sued, John, I don't think you'd accept yeah. it. I love it though. Mad libs. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's move on. Uh, the other topic, uh, the big one well, would be Marjorie Taylor. Well, so, so, I mean, to finish off, I mean, I guess just to finish Votematic, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. or Vote Smart. What is it? I don't know. I'm losing them all. Mark, uh, vote smart, smart, smart Matic. Vote Smart, Smart Matic. So <laughs> something else. In the end, uh, it's a huge lawsuit. It's against numerous Fox News personalities as well as some of yeah. Trump's fake lawyers. And the, again, the implications are incredibly important. Uh, you know, yeah. we've we've talked about this. It happened with the Seth Rich lawsuit. It happened with Dominion. Yeah. Uh, there have been some other ones. I'm trying to think who. Oh, Chris Krebs sued uh, that one of those other nutty lawyers that goes on Fox. What's, I can't remember his name who defends because he, he called for Chris Krebs to be executed for lying about with no, you know, with no, obviously no proof lying about the, that the election wasn't hacked. You know, we've tried to, to sort of discuss on this show, how, how do we get out of the, the situation we're in where the Republican right is radical The Republicans are more scared of primaries most of the time than they are appealing to anybody in the middle. And, you know, and then they've got the feedback loop where, where all of their media radicalizes their voters. So then, you know, they have to appeal to their voters. And this is some of the way you do it because we've been too scared to do, as we talked about what Canada and, and Germany and other democracies do in saying, you know what, we're going to say there are certain things you can't say. And certain hate speech, yes, we, we you know we're, we're trying to hold Trump responsible for inciting riot right now, which again is speech. But let's see how we do on that. Most of the time, we don't we don't do that with Fox. We don't you know we, we and, and yet here we are uh, with these lawsuits. And maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's that we need to constantly have wealthy liberals suing yeah. them yeah. on behalf of people who are being libeled because they do it with impunity. Yeah. And they do it against people that are not demonstrably public figures. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The Lincoln Project just threatened to sue Giuliani because he claimed that they were part of the riot, that they helped in, you know, oh, they, yeah. they yeah. recruited. Now, they are public figures, but I think that the bar would be cleared there because it's such a ridiculous lie. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even Steve Bannon was, you know, it was on Steve Bannon's stupid podcast. And even he was like, Rudy, you're going to get me sued. Because yeah, he was you like, tell Bannon what? was up. Bannon wasn't uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Right. Bannon was yeah. like, "What's your proof?" And he's like, "Oh, well, we've got names, but we can't share them." You know, I mean, yeah. classic bullshit. That may be the answer: is that we may just have to fill the courts with lawsuits against these people to because if there is no pain at the end, they won't stop doing it. I'd say the combination of lawsuits, removing people like Marjorie Taylor Greene from committees, I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, t- uh, Gretchen, what's her name? Uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, is trying to have uh, – went to the bar in Michigan. Sidney Powell's from there and is trying to get her law license removed. There's Gretchen other Whitmer people. is the Republican governor, governor of, of The Democratic, Democratic governor of Michigan. The Democratic governor of Michigan who um, they all tried to and, kill in that big that – Right, big and Congressman Pascrell from New Jersey has sued in a number of st- – or not sued but reached out to bars, did whatever the process is for trying to get some of these people disbarred. I think if we can't pass the laws to regulate and stop them from spreading hate speech, it right. may just take disbarrings, lawsuits. I would think use the law is the point. If you can't, right. if you can't pass laws, then use the existing law to hold. Here's them another down. one I would throw out, and I, I'd love to people's opinions on this. If you know, and yours too, John. You're not a doctor, but there, doctors take a Hippocratic oath. At what point, if if you're a doctor and you're advocating that people do harmful things like not wear a mask, are you violating your Hippocratic oath? And can your medical license be removed? That's I think that's Rand, an area. We, that's the Rand Paul story from yesterday. Yeah. Well, I think oh, are, are they trying to get his medical license removed? Or no. People did you did you not see the video of Sherrod Brown? Uh, Sherrod Brown, how do you say? I Sherrod? saw him. Yes, I did see that where he yelled at him to put on a mask and said he was putting people at yeah. risk and all that, which was awesome. And actually, yeah. I love Senator Sherrod. from Ohio, Democratic Senator from Ohio was on the Senate floor and used kind of a procedural trick to be able to talk for a second. It was kind of funky what he did, but he basically said, and what, what I love about this video, if you guys Google it, you see everybody milling about the way they do when senators are talking. You know how a lot of times the senator looks really involved and you look and Everyone's just walking around like nobody cares, right? So everyone's walking around. Nobody cares. You see the view from above camera. They show his face again, and he starts saying, 
you know, it would be great if Senator Paul would wear a mask like everybody else on this floor, especially all that those staffers right over there in front of him. Everyone has a mask and he doesn't. He, the asshole was refusing to wear a mask. Well, then they cut back to the larger camera view of the entire floor from above. And all those people who were milling about are frozen, turned around, and they're all watching Brown. It was, I mean, like he stopped because basically everybody got a sense of the moment. Clearly. Which, by the way, is another thing you do. It doesn't work nearly as well with Republicans because there's, as that piece I read about Dan Crenshaw, you know, I said their superpower is that they lack shame. So it's hard to shame them. But I think if you publicly embarrass them sometimes for their stupidity, I think maybe you can, there can be something gained. I still don't understand if I, you know, Nancy Pelosi in the House, maybe it's because we've just taken over the Senate because they're the whole organizing resolution thing and McConnell was being his usual prick self. But Nancy Pelosi, we passed in the House that the the members that don't go through the metal detector and the members who refuse to wear masks are going to be massively fined now, like major fines. Is masks part of it? I saw the metal detectors. Masks too. So why haven't we done that in the Senate? Well, like, make the they, Rand Paul wants should. to be the little asshole that he is. Make yeah. him wear a mask or make him pay for it. And now a word from our sponsors. Izier, that is A I S I E R. What is it? Luxurious modern sleepwear for the independent woman. Their sleepwear is made from 100% washable silk. Oh, silk is known to reduce skin surface moisture loss and limit skin irritation. Best of all, it's comfortable, so lightweight, it feels like a second skin. It'll keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer with a fabric that loves your skin all year round. And in every type of weather, wearing silk to sleep is simply therapy at night. Izier is owned by an amazing woman, a single mom. Their products are made right here in California. You can feel good about supporting a small business delivering high-quality products. Now is the perfect time. Treat yourself or a loved one to something extra special to sleep and lounge in during Izier's Valentine's sale. Go to shopizier.com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use the discount code Stephanie, 10% off your order. That's shop, A-I-S-I-E-R dot com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use that code Stephanie for 10% off your order. And now back to our show. And maybe this is, well, this is a good segue into Marjorie Taylor Greene, but I really wanted to talk about the stimulus chest thing. Check first real quick. Um, yeah, let's let's get into all of that in a minute with Marjorie Taylor Greene and just how crazy everything is. Um, can I mention the stimulus thing really quick? Just because oh, yeah, it annoys me, but it's also a larger concern about Democrats and messaging and everything else long term. You know, I get upset when when far lefties accuse Democrats of not caring about the middle class and not caring about the working class and this kind of stuff. And because they usually, I mean, just that they say it and it's like, you know, Democrats need to start caring about working people. And you're like, what the uh, fuck do you think we've been doing for 50, you know, 50 plus years? Are you kidding me? Or hundred years? So that annoys me when they say that having said that, and I've said this before too, with whether it was, you know, the stimulus bill, whether it was Obamacare, Democrats kind of have this way of sometimes spinning things as though everything's a welfare program. You know, everything we do is to help poor people and not everybody else. And Obamacare, they did that. Remember, oh, those millions of poor people who can't get insurance will now get subsidies and they'll get insurance. And, and I was yelling, going, no, 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 no. You are giving coverage to everybody. Every American will benefit. You're getting rid of the pre-existing conditions problem that applies to everyone. You're not passing a, a medical welfare bill. You know what I mean? Like, sell it. Sell it to everybody. Well, what's going on now with the stimulus checks? Remember, uh, with the campaign, you've already got uh, the Trump bill or whatever you want to call it. The congressional bill that passed a few months ago, December, I guess, was for $600 checks for people up to 70 for an individual up to $75,000 income, taxable income. And then from 75,000 to 100,000 taxable income, your check decreases to zero by the time you hit 100,000 married people. Same thing, double the amount. A married couple filing together, 75. It starts phasing out at 150,000, two times 75. And by 200,000, not even does the for us in this program. Well, I mean, because I like to sort of walk people. I, no, working, I just, I'm having fun, dude. <laughs> I mean, I laugh because working for a senator taught you to do this, to sort of lay things out and don't assume everybody gets what you're talking about. It's kind of funny. It'd be funny, you know? I'm trying, man. That's okay. No, 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 I'm saying, but it's a funny. It's a funny thing that staffers learn, but uh, but in any case, so what they're what Democrats are now talking about, and my only guess is this is Mansion, and or they're trying to get Susan Collins on board, is lowering the threshold from seventy five thousand to fifty thousand. 
so that for an individual at 50,000 taxable income, your, your stimulus check starts to phase out until it's fade out entirely by the time you make 75K. Married couples double it. So 100,000 to 150. What bothers me about this is, first of all, we promised everybody 75,000 and up or 75,000 to 100,000 was getting a check. We didn't say 50, we said 75 right, for the election. That kind of pisses me off. Second of all, we're playing this cute little game again about telling people, so now we're going to tell people making 50 to 75K, single people, again, especially in towns where they make really shitty, you know, things are way expensive. In towns where 50 to 75 actually makes it hard to get by as much as well, that be I mean, the case. New York, yes. LA, Chicago, San Francisco, Boston, you know, Seattle. There are a lot of cities like that where 50 yeah. to 75K is yeah. Well, and let me clarify because people, I remember years ago, it actually helped me hone the argument. I had people bitching at me going, that's, re- I remember somebody in DC saying this, I'm in DC and I get by $1,500 a month and that pays more enough for my rent and my grocery and everything. And I was like, oh, when was this? Uh, several, several years ago, but he was, I, I said, DC 12 years ago and it wasn't like that when I was there. Oh, no, no, no. It was a lot worse. But listen, no, listen to what he argued, though. And it's interesting because I think as Democrats, this is the kind of logic we have to be prepared to fight against on everything we talk about, right? Because there is a class of Democrats that want to say the only people in need are people making 20000 a year, oh, right? That nobody else is in you're need. you're rich if you make seventy five. Bingo. Right? That you're rich. Yeah. 50, I mean, think about it. A, a poor black person in D.C. making 75000 a year? Jesus Christ. I shouldn't say black I because in D.C. the city really is stratified. We don't have – I don't think we have any poor white neighborhoods in DC. There, there's one or two smaller ones, but yes, you're. But are they I, poor white neighborhoods? I'm not being racist there. Yeah, just being observant. I'm saying for DC, DC, the vast majority of those who there aren't like I lived in Philly, and there are these massive working to lower yeah, middle class here. neighborhoods of whites. Yeah, not um, here. Yeah. No, not in the same way as DC. It doesn't as, exist. As, yeah, that, as Philly or New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so what I was going with this was so. Um, in, 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 oh, here's what the person said. He said, I get a couple, th- a couple thousand a month and I live in New York or DC or wherever the hell it was. And I said, oh, are you in a group house? Yeah. So what? I'm 50 some years old. <laughs> you think or, I'm going to go and live in a group house? Or I mean, that to me, I'd be like, I'm married with two kids. Will they kids? take my wife and kids? <laughs> how does that work out with sharing yeah. the bathrooms? Yeah. I said, how much is your health insurance? At your age? Because Obamacare kind of screwed young people. It didn't screw you, but young people have to pay a little bit more than they would normally. I said, your health insurance is costing you $350 a month. Mine was costing me 1000 to 1200 a month. Okay? Right. Look, so, you're at a college. You're a young person living in D.C. Yes, you can live in a yeah. group house, and everything's fun, and you're drinking beer from the keg and all that, 1500 a month. But if you Or are, rent control as well benefits right. you if you never buy a place. Now – I was able to afford to buy a place. But what that means is I now am locked in to I'm locked into that assumption of affordability, meaning you buy a place because you can afford it. You're not overextended. Your salary is more than enough to cover it. But if there's a crisis in five to 10 years, oh, I don't know, let's say a combination of the largest economic crisis in 100 years and a pandemic, oh, and a coup attempt. But John, right? we, don't, we can just spend all the money we have. We don't need rainy day funds because crisis, crises never happen every 10 years. No, exactly. Well, no, but my point here is that a lot of people who made a reasonable decision to buy a home, they did not. Oh, well, you bought a home. Well, you know, first of all, in America, we up until now, we've tried to have it be part of the American home ownership, be part of the American dream. We have believed many of us, at least, that that's part of how you aggregate more wealth. But it's also a a almost a basic human right dignity kind of concept of being able to finally afford your own place. Right. So people went people went the logical step and bought a place. They bought a place they could afford, but you can't afford any place once you lose your job. Or once the economy crashes and the money you were making has collapsed, right? right. So, so you reasonably bought a place. You reasonably had a mortgage. But now you're having a hard time affording all of that. And the Democrats turn around and say, well, you know, I know, but you make 50000 a year, 60000 a okay, year. That's, that's pretty rich. Can I say something here, though, yeah. John? Yeah. I think it's also important that we not re- repeat, you know, whether it's far left or conservative disinformation, which is <laughs> let's not say the Democrats. Like in the end, well, I'm I don't sorry, know what's it, going it on. Could be it may, Collins too. It, right. Yeah. It may be that that we are yeah. we are um that we're yeah. 
I, why is yeah. I can't use my head right now that we're sitting down and compromising on certain stuff. But is that because Joe Manchin is demanding it and Kirsten Cinema? Yeah. Is that because um, the, they think the value of they can lower things somewhat if they get some Republicans on board? I mean, to me, yeah. I, I told you this the last podcast. I've been hugely impressed with with the number of people, and, and I've read enough about this and talked to enough people to know that a number of these folks who worked for work for Biden now worked under Obama, and they saw what happened when the stimulus and then the the ACA were delayed forever to get virtually no Republican votes, and right. then they didn't have the effect they wanted. So Biden was like, "We want Republican votes." The stimulus was delayed a couple months. ACA was delayed for a year. Yeah, we're yeah. going to preach yeah. unity. We're going to reach out. We're going to do everything we can. We're going to treat the other side with respect publicly, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, we're not going to let that be the enemy of good policy. Yes. So so it's the question becomes, what are you willing to give up to get a couple of Republican votes? Not six months from now, right now. And I'd have to look more at what you're – you know, you know, with what you're talking about right now, is that something that just was sort of floated? Is that something they're seriously considering? And and who is making who is it they're doing it to get on board and why? Oh, you're um, so rational and reasonable. I know. I hate that about myself because that's all very important stuff. It's really easy to 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 demagogue from the right or the left. Am I demagoguing? Say, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not saying you are. I just was saying okay. I, I thought I was helping you because we both do the same things uh, sometimes and get into a pattern where we might say something we don't mean, say, oh, the Democrats or the – and we're like, that. you know – it, no, we it's to, not. But but they're but clearly the Democrat the Democrats are considering this in terms of trying to win more votes. And what bothers me is, you know what? Then fight a bit more. Do right. a PR, do a more of a public PR campaign that talks about a we. What would the Republicans do? The Republicans weren't even Trump didn't even really win the last election, and they talk about oh their mandate. Remember, the public decided they wanted a Republican Senate. That's why we can't confirm your Supreme Court seat. All this kind of bullshit. You know, they're right. always so whenever we we even have the truth on our side this time, which is people voted for these stimulus checks. And my my other concern, and then we can I'll throw it to you and then we can move on to Marjorie Taylor Greene. I worry because I've always had that annoying feeling that Democrats play this game where we we a market our proposals as being welfare pro- proposals. We don't we sort of discount the actual middle class sometimes as being sort of more wealthy than we think they are. And I think we turn them away that way when the middle class kind of says, yeah, but that only went to you know poor people. That's nice. But what about me? Um, and in this case, they literally are talking about taking some money away from a chunk of the middle class. And I think that sucks because right now, you know, I could use that check, let alone a lot of pe- people out there could use that check. And I don't no, mean and I, it in the sense nice to have, but like it would be really helpful to have. <laughs> no, and I agree with you hundred percent. Um, I'll just say, you know, uh, I don't know if you have an article or whatever, like maybe it's something in Politico. There was something hilarious in Politico where uh, Larry Summers was like, you can also have the stimulus be too big. And everybody's like, shut the fuck up. And Larry Summers <laughs> is? Former Treasury Secretary under Bill Clinton that has been a long time, uh, you know, of that old deficit hawk line, the, the types of people that during times like right now, nobody should listen to. I'm right. all for uh, but balancing the budget, which I think we should be do as responsible people when times are good, which Republicans never do because they always come in when times are good because we've made those times good for them. Right. And then they spend it all. But I mean, let me just read. I mean, this is the top of political wire right now. Just to give you two things, John, right. to, to throw it out there. The first one is quote their quote of the day at tagging Goddard's political wire. Hmm. Quote, the one thing we learned is we can't do too much here. We can do too little. We could do too little and sputter. President Joe Biden, quoted by Bloomberg, meeting with House Democratic leaders and committee chairs on the COVID-19 relief package. So there's something that sounds pretty right. much right. right. Here's the right. second thing. And again, this is not everybody, but 200 Obama officials urge Congress to go big. Quote, more than 200 members of the Obama administration urged Congress on Friday not to shrink the stimulus bill in response to Republicans' criticism about deficit spending, warning that Democrats risk repeating the same mistake they made 12 years ago. Didn't the Fed chair uh, say the same thing a couple of months ago, remember? Maybe. I don't know. What, oh, here's I, what, he did, yeah, what I do yeah. know is the Democratic Party is in a vastly different place than it was other, under either Obama at the beginning. People forget that the two senators uh, from North Dakota – back then were Democrats. Remember Kent Conrad and Byron Borgen? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Max Baucus and I mean, the, 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 you know, uh, Pryor from Arkansas, like it sorted itself out to where there are very few Democratic senators in Trump states at this point, you know, and, and, uh, and, and 
frankly, a few of them are some of our best ones in swing states or Trump states. Sherrod Brown, as you brought up, and and uh, and and Tammy Baldwin in Wisconsin, which we barely won. And you know, so I mean, I guess the point I'm I'm making is like I don't think the caucus is the same. That you're only worrying about Mansion and Cinema, and I'm not even hearing about John Tester as a worry who's from Montana, where it used to be there were ten or fifteen of them we had to be concerned about, right. and even the, some of the ones who were still there that used to be much more deficit hockey, like Mark Warner. As Virginia has moved to the left, so has Mark Warner. Um, I just don't I, – I, so, again, I'm not saying this can't happen, but I think we have to be clear-eyed that almost all signals I've seen publicly and I've heard about through people I know privately are they're willing to compromise a little bit to get a Susan Collins or a Mitt Romney or someone like that on board. They are not willing to give away the vast right. majority of it. And so right. – and I right. hope you're right because I, I, the last thing I will say is you are correct in, in my humble opinion – obviously 100% on the messaging, is that when we try to cleave things, we should be trying to cleave away like everybody who makes under $500,000 a year from the Republicans. Ridiculous. Because the Republicans try to make it sound like if you make $200,000 a year and you live in a big city, you're Jeff Bezos. When no, you're not homeless and no, you're not working class, but you're living a very different life than the top 1% who they shield. But, you know, and the Republicans tend to make their tax proposals only benefit the rich of the rich, like the crazy Correct. rich. So in other words, right, you're right. We ought to be fighting for even the upper middle class we ought to be fighting for. That's what I'm saying. Republicans don't fight for them either. I said before that I think there could be, if we did it right, an upper middle class populism. Uh, you know, And I think you've seen some of that in the suburbs over social issues where there are libertarians and are like, this is crazy. But I think on economic issues where you fight for the things that matter – to people, to, to everybody who makes everything from zero dollars a year up until right. to five hundred thousand dollars a year, because right. the Republicans are ignoring all of them. Right. So, right, and our messaging could reflect that much better. And yeah. that with yeah. that, then we move to whatever we'd like to move to. Marjorie, Marjorie, um, darling, just Marjorie she's a, she's Taylor a, Green. Well, so and I'm as always. I I don't want us to get too much into what happened, so to speak. Folks probably know at this point, Democrats in the House yesterday voted to strip Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is the Republican freshman representative from Georgia, who endorses Q, who endorsed, I should say, passed QAnon, um, all these different conspiracy theories. Cliff and I have talked about it. The Jewish space laser actually caused the forest fire, the the huge wildfires in California a couple of years ago. I'm just missing that, John. Okay. I don't, don't dismiss, don't dismiss Jewish and lasers, you anti-Semites out there, and I feel like that can help some of my people in negotiating. Yeah, exactly. This okay. is why you guys are so good with money and negotiations. You had your space laser. That's what I'm saying. You don't fucking sit down at the table with us, or even if you do sit at the table, we put the coordinates in, and you're gone. You're dust. Exactly. <laughs> you don't run my movie. I zap you. Exactly. Oi. <laughs> Oi. We always, we always end with an oi. That is oi. Oh, actually, that sounded more like that. That was more like me doing a bad Jewish Canadian. Like, eh? Oh, oi, oi, eh? <laughs> Throwing at the end of the sentence. We'll show ourselves out, folks. Um, but yeah, exactly. So, no, so uh, she gets removed from the Education Committee and the Budget Committee in the House um, because the Republicans wouldn't do it. It looks like they were considering maybe removing her from one committee, Education, but not Budget. And the Democrats said, no way. And what the Dems wanted, which is really interesting, is they forced everyone to have a vote on this. They forced, I believe, 11 Republicans crossed over and supported Democrats and kicking her off the committees. So you end up with, I don't know, was it 191 or something like that, Republicans who supported Marjorie Taylor Greene, in essence. And they're going to be using this to do campaign ads against all of these people in two years. Remember, the entire House is up for election every two years. And they're going to basically tie her. Mind you, you know, she she suggested that the missile didn't re- the missile that a missile hit the Pentagon in nine eleven, and it wasn't really a Which, plane. By the way, for our younger everybody know. By the way, everybody, everybody knows it was a fucking Jewish space laser that hit the Pentagon. Man, just that, we're going to waste a missile on that when we have a space laser. We have a space kidding? laser. Come on. Um. <laughs> Which is funny because when we go back to 9-11, there was the conspiracy theory spread that Israel warned all of the Jews so that they all got out of the World Trade Center ahead of time. Yeah. We're involved somehow in everything. It's kind of cool. We're like the x That's why everybody hates you. You're involved in everything. You know, we like a little Laser. here. A little in any case, um, that was, in all seriousness, that was a very popular right-wing oh, it was uh, a big, yeah. 
you know, uh, conspiracy theory back then that, that, yeah. that, you know, a plane hadn't hit. And of course, if it weren't for the fact that like literally one of the people who was the mo- who was maybe almost tied in, in obnoxiousness with Ann Coulter, Barbara Olson yeah. was on that plane that hit the Pentagon. She was on her way out to do Bill Maher's show as the conservative and died on that plane. Yep. And she uh, and Olson's and, wife, who was the famous ex- Republican lawyer who then helped on gay marriage and other issues. Who then, in, in again, you know, the, the, the wings of the butterfly and how they affect everything uh-huh. um, in a strange twist of fate, got remarried to a Democrat and suddenly was pro argued in favor of and got us marriage equality. Really and married? moved. I'm sorry. You know, who did he marry? I don't know the name, but apparently heard that. Oh, that's yeah. okay. and she also switched him. She made him anti-Trump. So he was one of the ones who spoke out against Trump. And I mean, life, life is strange, kids. Um, Lady, but Lady Booth. What a funny name. Yeah. Is her name actually Lady, Lady or is that like a. I, like, it looks that, like it's a like Lady Bird. I mean, her name. Oh, I know. No. Hold on. Let's uh, I'm looking at his Wikipedia. See if it looks to. I mean, come on. I'm sure these guys are smart enough to. She doesn't have a Wikipedia. Lady Evelyn Booth. It does sound like, it does sound like she's a lady, unless it's just a name, which would be very. Or, or she has she been granted that status by countries that do that kind of thing. Lord and Lady Douchebag. Do you remember that from Saturday Night Live? No. Oh, no. Dude, you should rewatch that one. Um, in any case, um, yeah, I'm just. But, it, but they keep the calling her Lady Booth. Oh. She was a Democrat. At least yeah. I read this, uh, and yep. I read this, and, and I, I can't, you know, read so many damn things. But it was a Washington Post type place, and that you know she didn't change him on everything, but she's the one who convinced him on marriage equality. She she convinced him when Trump came oh. in. Apparently, she got him to be one of the never Trumpers and be like, "This guy sucks," and you know, blah blah blah. Oh, blah. lady is her given name, not a title. I'm sorry, that's really funny. That's oh, her name. <laughs> that's really funny. I, I'm gonna well, should have my my one of my children, Lord. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so, um, and to, but the point being to go back to where we started, Barbara Olson, who was very much of like one of the three or four horrific, back horrific then. human being, right? Horrific, horrific blonde white. and very yes. smart. Oh, just that's why I compare they all were blonde, yeah, they all were like you know, another one of them was Kellyanne Conway. Um, you know, all, all were right wing, like they started being pundits when the new sort of cable shows started wanting to have these stupid arguments that I admit I participated in and John, I think did too. Um, although if I hadn't, I don't know if John would have ever known who I was. So there is that, sure. um, you know, and, and they would invite on these sort of the, these same like six or five or however many blonde right-wing women to argue and, and Barbara Olson was one of them and she died on that plane. So the fact that yeah. that happened, you think would stop them from saying it was a missile or otherwise where did Barbara yeah. Olson go? People but saw no, it. I had, People, I had people weighing in on Twitter when I mentioned this the other day. It said, you know, my best friend literally saw the plane hit. Right. I mean, this is not, you know. Kind of like I literally saw the plane hit the second tower from downtown New York. Like literally stood there with my own eyes, saw a plane on the way in, saw the second one. The first one, I got all these calls to, to go check it out when it happened. And it was election day in New York, and I was downtown because I had a candidate running for city council in the first district, which is downtown. Um I ran down. I ran to get closer and see it, and I watched as this gaping hole was in the first building, and was just horrified. And like, like everybody else, like, was this a plane crash? Was this accidental? You know, all the stuff that goes through your mind. Then I see what on the distance what seems like a second plane coming in, and that I will remember till the day I die. I mean, it's like in slow motion in my head. I saw it coming and coming and coming. And you guys have probably seen that video of it hitting last second. But I yeah. saw it coming the whole way, and we were all horrified. And then people – I was had a group of people around me. It was on Delancey. I don't remember where I'm hmm. – mile and a half, two miles away. But a clear sight, clear view. And um, – and if you know, some people started crying. I remember a man who was in a bicycle, like you know, in a workout outfit with a bike next to me, was like, "Oh my God, we're going to be at war tomorrow," because we yeah. saw it hit the explosion, the Canyon of Heroes, as they call it, because they used to have the the astronauts go through there in downtown Manhattan um, and whatever. Like it's all these tall buildings, and so it echoed this huge fireball oh, wow. and echo. And I've never been in a war zone, um, so for me, you know, I mean, you know, it was traumatizing. I mean, I you know. Obviously, yeah. so I, my mom, one of my mom's friends' son, was in the building and died, was in one of the buildings and died. And so I can tell you it happened. Yeah. Because I was yeah. fucking there. Um, and it gets, you know, so I can see why people would get angry because I feel the same way. You know, uh, 16 hours before that happened, 
uh, because I was delivering, and I'll move on, but I was delivering campaign literature. I think people find these stories interesting, mm-hmm. maybe not. I was delivering campaign literature to Battery Park City, which was just destroyed in that. I mean, a lot of the buildings got hit with shrapnel. And, uh, but I, I was delivering campaign literature to one of our biggest supporters to, to pass out in that area, whatever. And I was walking by the World Trade Center. I was like, I haven't been in there in a while and walked into the North Tower mm-hmm. underneath and went for walk 16 hours before it was hit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those things stick with you. Yeah. Um, so, in any case. So. She um, denies it. It happened. Um, she denies yeah. So, Mark well, and the Republicans. Well, here's what I kind of want to go with this, Cliff. So, the Republicans wouldn't hold her responsible. They then hold the vote. Only 11 Republicans cross over. Um, and at this point, I don't know. I just, I just, I'd like to analyze a little bit about kind of what's going on and where we are. Because what this reminds me of, I mean, clearly it's related. It's very much like the Republicans refusing to hold Trump responsible. But what bothers me is she's a low-level junior pissant with no political power at all. I mean, freshmen don't have a lot of power anyway, right? People who like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I mean, she's got the power of her voice, the but she's not a lot social of social media these right? days. Yes, right, the power, power is her voice, but, but exactly. As a new member, you just don't have a lot of political power in principle. And when you're in the minority, when you're a Republican in the House, House minority has the least power of all. Senate minority has some power, right? McConnell can screw things up. House minority, they only have their voice. So um, these guys, but what's interesting to me, Cliff, is why, why wouldn't they take her on? Who the fuck cares? Yet the Republicans are as afraid of her and her wing as they are of Trump. They, I, I think they've conflated the two. Even she is a big Trumper, but they've conflated the two, and they're just afraid of taking her on. And what so, worries me – well, here's the question. I'll, I'll throw this – yeah, no, I'll throw, but I'll throw this to you. What, what worries me is – is not that they're just afraid of Trump, right? And they think that you know Trump likes her and whatever else, but that I'm worried that they're making the calculus that Republicans know their party has gone nuts. And they know that a lot of them have welcomed it to be nuts, right? But that their party is the party of cultists and conspiracy theorists and QAnon. So they're afraid if they punish her, they're actually punishing a large percentage of their base that might not vote. And that's right. fucking crazy because they're accepting the fact that their party has now gone nuts. Right. So if I wanted to give the easy answer to what John just huh. said, I would just say this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I mean, I, but I'm trying to figure out, like, no, but I mean, how much is just afraid of Trump and how much of it really goes deeper that, you know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Well, it goes deeper, and here's how I can prove it to you. Um, and I'll say, but I was laughing because, you know, I'm never succinct. I'd like to be. I still aspire to be, maybe by oh, the time pishaw. I – But um, – the the so the way the best way you can analyze it as far as I'm concerned I mean there's numerous ways you can analyze it but one that I like to is do a Venn diagram of the ten Republicans who voted to impeach Trump in the House and the eleven Republicans who voted to remove her from uh, her committees uh, right. in in the House uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene I may have already told you this when we talked earlier but maybe I didn't and if I didn't do you want to guess what the overlap was of what oh, of, oh the one impeachment voted versus- for both of those measures. Oh, it was just a couple, I think, out of the Correct. 11. Yeah. It was three. Yeah, yeah. Just three. Adam Kingsinger, who's clearly becoming a leader of that wing, and I like, as Republicans go, a lot. Um, yeah. Fred Upton, so Adam Kingsinger of Illinois, Fred Upton of Michigan, and John Katko of New York are the three. Right. Uh, otherwise, and so what does that tell you? That tells you Liz Cheney voted, voted to not have Marjorie Taylor Greene be removed. Yep. And She uh, argued and, a, a procedural argument she made about – about that it should be the party themselves that pick their own people, blah, blah, blah. Right. But whatever the argument is, the point here overall, and, and she, the, there was a procedural argument that we shouldn't impeach Donald Trump after whatever, but she didn't buy into that. She decided to buy into this. I don't believe that she did that out of good faith. Hmm. I think it, that in the end, if you voted to impeach, you know, there's these three exceptions. And otherwise, if you voted to impeach Trump, you're saying to yourself, well, now I pissed off this radical, frothy base that's going to turn out. I'm going to be primaried. I need Marjorie Taylor Greene and conspiracy theorist types to show up. Like she may, Liz Cheney may be thinking that she has Marjorie Taylor Greene to come come campaign for her now in Wyoming when she's challenged. Um, you know, it, it's it, it, the way John McCain had Sarah Palin come campaign for him. When he was challenged uh, by a right winger, J.D. Hayworth, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in his last Senate primary. Right. My point is, is that God, Hayworth, he was a nut job, too. Jesus he sure was. He, he, he fit in well with these current people. The yeah. point is, is that, you know, um, 
the point is, is that that the the just saying enough is enough, and the willingness to take on that entire wing of the party and say we are not going to be of conspiracies, we are not going to be of lies, we're not going to tolerate that in our midst. Certainly, people that threaten political violence and all that seems to be down to, as far as I can tell, Mitt Romney in the Senate and these three House members. Yeah. That, they're only ones who, who are, to me, seem to be on the record for all of these things. And, and again, that the reason why is that tells you where the Republican Party is. That goes back to, yes, Donald Trump is a big presence, even without his Twitter account hurts him. Even without being on Facebook, though, he's making an argument to whatever their stupid committee is to allow him back on. And, you know, I wouldn't put anything past Mark Zuckerberg. Um, but as of right now, he's lost his biggest social media channels. But, right. you know, parlay you know, even though they got rid of their CEO, is still uh, now up on Russian servers, which is a total coincidence, by the way, guys. Totally. Um, and and uh, is a way to reach a lot of right-wingers. And you, who are you going to reach that way? Right-wingers who vote in primaries. But who else is speaking to those uh, voters? Newsmax, OANN. I mean, did you see where OANN attacked Newsmax the other day? No. Sure. no. Yeah, so they attacked Newsmax is to the right of Fox. OANN now wants to be the right of Newsmax. They attacked Newsmax because Newsmax uh, on air when Mike, when that crazy My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, came on with more of the conspiracy theories because he's also being sued by Dominion and he just can't seem to stop himself. Right, came right. on and claimed that he had absolute evidence that China had manipulated votes with these machines, blah, 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 blah. They corrected him on air because Newsmax was also threatened with a lawsuit and they don't want to be sued. Uh, OANN attacked. Right. Newsmax for censoring Mike Lind. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It was a fabulous so, segment. The, the Newsmax, uh, one of the hosts walked off the camera because he was so freaked out that he was going to get su- I say he was so freaked out he was going to get sued, but he was like, he was kept arguing back, saying, you don't approve, you don't approve. You know, I just didn't blow my nose. I, it wasn't the thing. It was wild. Yeah. Well, I, the, the, yeah. the point here is that that over the, since the Capitol Hill insurrection, I read an article the other day, um, I believe Reuters, 4,600 Republicans in Colorado have re-registered as either Democrats or independents. They interviewed a bunch of them who right. were like, I don't want anything to do with this party anymore. Some of these people actually voted for Trump, by the way. Right. And the capital insurrection was enough to be like, um, if you if you look at the trends all across the country, where usually you, you, know, you, you might have a few thousand re-register for one party or the other in this time period, Something like over a hundred thousand people now have re-registered out of the Republican Party right. since that happened, oh, and good. the number of yeah. the number of people that re-registered out of the Democratic Party is like a few thousand. It's, right. I mean, it clearly it's statistically significant. Is my point? They are losing. I looked at my area, which is an area where a lot of Procter and Gamble executive types live, or not exactly, you know, but senior vice president types, you know, those professionals we're talking right. about, and. This is an area that if you look back at the Romney election probably went, you know, 55-45 for for uh, Obama over Romney. Right. This area um the the people around here um Joe Biden beat Donald Trump by 43 points. I mean, this can be a stand-in for one of the, you know, I do technically live in the city of Cincinnati, but this is one of those areas you talk about when you talk about sort of upper middle class suburbs. Right. And that is happening all over the country. So they're looking around and they're realizing they've already lost so many of these people hmm. that they're saying we can only win. There's a piece in political wire about that too. By you know, their, their calculation is that we have to have the Proud Boys and and the neo Nazis and the you know list the names of the Boogaloo Boys and whatever other groups right. we need them to support us to provide the energy to convince people to come out and vote for us. They are they're voluntarily saying we are a party of the the nationalist fascist right because they that's to decide right. that's the only way they can win as yeah, opposed that's to what worries what, me. Yeah. What an yeah. honorable group of people would do and say, yes, that's the situation we're in right now. We have only ourselves to blame, right. which, Let's fix which, it. which a bunch of Republicans have said along the way. Let's fix that. And if it means that we have to cleave off the crazy 30% yeah. of the far right, what that means is we're probably going to go a couple election cycles. We're going to get our asses kicked, but it's worth it for democracy. And you we will come out right. – one more line and I'll throw it to you. Yep, yep. And we will come out of that a stronger principled center-right party that can then go back to arguing for the kinds of things we used to argue for and win elections again. Go ahead. One of the things that worries me is we are potentially witnessing what we warned people about, which was 
that their Republicans aren't just making the decision to keep coddling the conspiracy nuts because they're afraid of them, which was the Trump era concern, right? Oh, he'll, you know, at least the argument, oh, he'll get mad at us and get us in trouble in our primaries, blah, blah, blah. So we've got to stick up to Trump. Right there. It's now entering phase two where we worried and said, you know, Trump is getting away with everything he's doing. What if the lesson the Republican Party takes is, hey, you can go batshit crazy and still win and you can go batshit crazy and it helps you win. What the hell? Let's go batshit crazy in the future, too. So I worry that we're seeing some Trump fear with this, but we're also seeing some Jim Jordan and the rest of them feel so empowered by the crazy hell two thirds of the caucus of the Republicans in the house who voted for to get throughout the election results feel so empowered that, that they're embracing the crazy and running with it. And that this is now part of the legacy of what Trump has given us. Correct. There's a, there's a couple dozen, I would say who are actual somewhere on the spectrum of between you know, and, and this stuff can overlap, so it's not mutually exclusive. Fascists uh, who are clinically paranoid, who are honestly insane people, right? Bobert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, certainly Paul Gozar fits in there. I put Louis Gohmert in there. These are not well people. They're not well insane and well-adjusted human beings. And there's more. You can go through them. Andy Biggs, Mo Brooks, whatever. But then – there's a lot of other people who haven't been as loud and, and, and ridiculous as those guys. These are just you know, run-of-the-mill you know, white dudes for the most part representing mm-hmm. conservative districts who want to keep their jobs. And as far as they're concerned, if that means that they have to pander to the fascist right, they are willing to do it. Right. You know, I mean, My guess is you've probably got a couple dozen of people who are clinically not well, and they're the loudest ones. You know, two dozen, three dozen in the Republican, but but the other 150 or so, with these couple exceptions we brought up, you know, <clears throat> are and maybe look, maybe a few of them really believe that, which I think is horseshit. But maybe <laughs> that they don't have a right to strip Marjorie Taylor Greene, and they really like someone like Steve Meyer, who was so has been so principled and voted for impeachment as a freshman right. from Michigan, and voted in favor of impeachment and, and said that we have to stop with the conspiracies. We have to tell the truth and then vote against holding, kicking Marjorie Taylor Greene off the committee. I can see where somebody, he's been so honest about everything else that maybe he's somebody who just thought we don't have the real right to do this. Maybe there's a couple of others like him, but they're the exceptions, all of them. And so it comes down to, you know, it's squeezed between the 10, maybe five, eight sane people or, or not sane people, but people who are sane and willing to stand up for what they believe in. And the the three or four dozen lunatics or another 130, 140, I'm just talking about the House right now, who are right wing and too cowardly to stand up and fight for a respectable center right conservatism yeah. because they, yeah. they see where the party is and they see that Trump still has McCarthy going down to kiss his ring. Like he's the godfather in, in Mar-a-Lago, you know, the, the, the Fox news, if anything has moved back to the right again, uh, has not, I mean, they, some of their personalities were told to shut up about voting conspiracies and stuff like that, but they're still going on the air and saying all sorts of other crazy shit right now. Uh, you know, and, and so, I mean, the, the system's still broken in that way. And that's who I think most of these folks are scared of. Right. And that's why they wouldn't do this to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. No, it's it's this cute. Somebody uh, tweeted that apparently The Onion yesterday. This is real, actually. I've got a copy. The Onion yesterday writes a story. Pundits warn removing Marjorie Taylor Greene from committee assignments could leave her with free time. <laughs> so it's just to do crazier. Did you see her tweet this uh, this morning? Hold it, I, re- I put up the screen shot of it, and I said that I was going to aim my Jewish space laser at it. Oh, that, that's the one you did. Yeah. So Marjorie Taylor Greene writes this morning, I woke up early this morning literally laughing, thinking about what a bunch of morons the Democrats, plus 11, meaning the 11 Republicans, are for giving someone like me free time. <laughs> she's just, I mean. No, she's actually she right like Donald Trump. Right? I mean, that whole, that, that whole the Democrats, plus 11. Isn't that such a yeah, Donald Trump? That is very Trump-y. Trump-y. Yep. Yep. Because you can't actually spell things oh, out. And oh, like, her last line. Oh, this is going to be fun! Exclamation point. That is super Trumpy. You're right. I wouldn't I mean, be surprised if some consultant is helping her that worked for Trump, or helping her. Like, money. let's say you need to copy his style. I'll help yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, yep. And this is why. And by the way, this is why you also have to hold Trump accountable because this is again the lesson it's sending to everybody: is hey, what the hell? 
you know? Yeah. You can I mean, try look, to overthrow the government, they'll let you get away with it. Yep. I mean, the best thing I can do is objectively analyze. So that's what I'm going to do and say, have there been some positive signs? There were a lot of people that spoke out against the Republican Party when it came to uh, when it came to the capital attack, a lot of people have re-registered away from the party, as we said, and that could the, some of those people could become very important in swing states. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're on the defensive right now. Their numbers are in the gutter, um, you know, whereas Biden right now still has is over 60 percent in approval rating. Um, there, there's a lot of things to feel like. And, and at least look, in both of these cases, you had double digit numbers of Republicans. I know we should expect a lot more, but. For them, the, the fact that in both of those cases, you have people willing to stand up says something. As right. much as I, I detest also Liz Cheney uh, and can't believe that she's one of the on the sane side of things, the fact that they that only, you know, that that whatever it was, only 65 voted to throw her out of, of the, the committee, which frankly is still a lot. That may be your crazy caucus of the four dozen or so I was talking about right there. But, you know, again, I try to look at some of the positives. The negatives are there, still there too. That we, whether it's through lawsuits or, or taking away people's law or medical licenses or any other things that we do, plus any regulations we can pass, you know, however we can hold them accountable. The the, the media and personalities with large platforms on the far right, ha, you know, have to be held to account and have to be de-radicalized right. from the stuff they say and do. Because while that keeps going on. There's just there's no way the Republican Party can change. No, no. But again, they may not have to if it keeps helping them win and they just keep trying. I don't know, it's a very ugh. well, that's going to be the question, because the problem, of course, is, is that there's 20 states out there, you know, as well as I do, that they'll still win with this stuff, possibly more. Well, but 20 states- election, Cliff, I mean, not just the presidential, but the state, the House and Senate races, the state governments, the Republicans right. did ridiculously well. And we had Trump of all things in Biden. You know what? Biden. At his worst was milk toast. You know, at his worst, he was meh. He wasn't bad. He wasn't evil. He wasn't anybody like, you know, the way they portray Hillary. They couldn't portray Biden that way. It didn't work. Yet right. still with Biden, who is totally unobjectionable, they they were able to to shore up Republican votes in the Congress. I mean, I, I the correctional yeah, election. Just, I don't they, know how they, they well, they turned they had the whole right wing media machine on and they turned to the yeah. AOC and Ilan Omar, and you know, and they picked a couple of Jewish members of Congress too to throw around names like Schiff and whatever, running things crazy leftist Schumer Pelosi woman, Jewish guy, San Francisco, New York. I mean, right. they pulled out all the stops doing all that stuff and saying, you know, sort of like, well, Trump is there's a good chance Trump's gonna lose, so you'd better do, you know, he turned out the deplorables, and in certainly in states that don't didn't have enough uh, that weren't enough swing or democratic, like they, they did all that, it didn't help Cory Gardner in Colorado. Right. You know, it didn't help. It didn't help. What's her name? I can't remember her name, which is good. In Arizona, we won the seat with, with uh, Gifford's husband, whose name I can't think of either. I'm having a good day. Uh, my, Mark. Um, Mark. Mark Kelly. Kelly there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in certain other states, like that was probably the difference. North Carolina, that's probably what held both the Senate seat and the presidential electoral votes for them. You know what I mean? Um, it took a state like Ohio, where in the off-year election, you know, four years ago, um, or two years ago, excuse me, we lost by three to four points, which is, I think, the natural Republican lean here right now, and turned it into an eight-point loss. And so, yeah, that's a problem, you know, and depending upon who's at the top of the ticket, again, hate to self-promote again, but that's what I wrote about in that piece for the Daily Beast, which is I worried at Dan Crenshaw, that most of these guys have such just personalities. They lack charisma. I mean, you know, you know Tom Cotton, you, you don't even know he's like paint drying. Ted Cruz is literally like, you you know, he's so low, he's so loathsome even to people that, that agree with him politically that like his own daughters won't hug him. Like nobody wants anything to do with him. But but there are a few on that party, and I picked Dan Cranshaw as one of them. Dan Cranshaw is one of them, mm -hmm. former Navy SEAL, eye patch guy, who can put together the kind of performative charisma as a tough guy soldier Trump did as a tough guy businessman, which they swoon for, and that are a danger. So no, we're no we're close to out of the woods and all of this stuff because again, you know what I mean? Like, and they could literally put up Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's probably the best example. I would tell you they could put her up for the Senate in fifteen to twenty states right now. She'd win easy. Do we think she'd lose in Oklahoma? Do we think she'd lose in South Dakota? Do we think she'd lose in Alabama? I mean, you know, start listing the states where she actually, if she were a senator yeah. or governor, she could win. And so that's a real danger. These people have been radicalized. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's we're going to be dealing with that for a while. 
So, I mean, there have been some positive signs. Certainly the corporations refusing to support – a lot of corporations refusing to support financially those in the in the overthrow of the votes caucus is going to harm them a lot. Right. Um, if it you sticks, know, right. If it sticks. I mean, so I'm not saying there aren't positive, positive signs, but we're fooling ourselves. We think that you know we're still not in for a lot. Well, the point is to just wrap up and maybe wrap up everything because we could finish a little early. Actually, yep. not early, not early anymore. I'm sorry. I was going to say we were early. We're not. We're an hour, an hour and five. Now we're an hour right? fifteen again. <laughs> I thought we were fifteen minutes early. We've been going much longer than I thought. Um, is that Trump is gone? You know, yeah, uh, Trump is dead. Long live Trump. In this case, right? P- people thought he was gone. He's not really gone. You know, she's. I was. I was watching or reading more things she was saying this morning. She had a press conference. Marjorie Taylor Greene. She went nuts. Of course, she's talking about how Trump is the only true head of the party, and he will continue to be the head of the party. Right. No, these, the, the only thing we can hope is that Democrats are so able to hang people like her around the Republicans' necks that any election where the middle matters, they will lose. But you know. They almost won the electoral college again. I mean, it was it wasn't close in the electoral college, but it was close in the individual states. Yes, and and you even know? the electoral college wasn't close. It was close. I mean, the fact that he got north of two hundred electoral votes in and of itself is offensive. Yeah. You know, I mean, but he was within. I didn't see what the final tally was. You know how with Hillary versus Trump in two thousand sixteen, they would always say, and it was true. That something like the Electoral College was decided with 75,000 votes in three states, meaning that in these three states, I'm sure Pennsylvania was yeah. one of them, had you switched 25, uh, uh, 75,000 votes total among the three states, you would have swung the election to Hillary. Trump's, I remember reading a couple of weeks ago that it was on the order of 15,000 votes in three states. Do you know what the actual number I don't, was? I don't think it was that small. Well, let's think. In Wisconsin, we won by 20-something thousand votes. It up and look. Right. Um, good. Would we win? No, maybe it is. Would we win by in Arizona and Nevada? It wasn't a ton, but no, that wouldn't have been enough to give it to them if we just lost Nevada, or it would have to be bigger states. I don't know. Well, I'd have to have it in front of me with all the numbers, but I, I don't think it's fifteen thousand. Well, Let me look here. Um, well, here, wait. Pennsylvania, you've got three million three three point three seven versus three point five eight. So that's going to be thirty seven. One hundred eighty thousand. That's yeah. No, uh, no 80, ten thousand. It's eighty thousand because it's three million three hundred. So it's oh, right. three hundred. Yeah, yeah. I was saying the overall margin. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, three hundred seventy-seven versus four fifty-eight thousand. Exactly that. So it's like seven, eight, seventy, eighty thousand. That's pretty hard high. The question becomes: Georgia is a is an easier one because that's twelve thousand yep. difference. So let's say Georgia. Um, Georgia, you flip what six thousand oh, or seven thousand. That's what you do. You do those guys. Georgia is twelve thousand. Um, Arizona is nine uh, sixty-one to seventy-two is eleven thousand. So that's yeah, twenty-three thousand. Um, Nevada is thirty-three thousand. To Wisconsin, because the question is, what did those three have done in Arizona? Oh, there you Georgia. go. Wisconsin's twenty thousand. So there you go. It's at forty-three, which means so that, if you change yeah. twenty-two thousand votes in those states. Yep. So that's already that's already pretty significant. Although sadly, I would tell you, you know, that there's a half dozen elections just in the last fifty years that you could do the same with. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, but, well, that's, but, that's but, good to hear. That's good to hear. I mean, you know, I mean, JFK didn't beat Nixon. Barely beat Nixon in sixty. Uh, Humphrey barely lost to Nixon in sixty-eight. Right. Carter and Ford, Carter barely, I mean, that one, you could have switched even, I think, fewer votes. It was so ridiculous. Carter and Ford in 76. Um, but, you know, obviously Bush right. and, and Gore in 2000. But but the point is, is that it still doesn't change the fact that Trump's a fascist and as bad as any of those people were, they weren't. Yeah, he should have done that um, well. Yep, yep. You know, and and I guess that is the thing. And that is to me, like, if Trump had done well in, if Trump had won in the 15 to 18, you know, sort of you know vastly rural southern and western states hmm. southern you know and western and then i would have said okay i mean you know that's what we're dealing with right wyoming idaho alabama you know kentucky tennessee you know but he won in texas and he won in north carolina and he won in ohio and he won it i mean he won in a bunch of states that are at least semi swing states to you know, to and states with big urban centers. I mean, Texas has some of the larger urban centers in the country. Um, yeah, 
that's not comforting. Yeah. You know, um, and and uh, again, we're just we're going to be dealing with this. And it's going to be a constant battle with things like what we just did with Marjorie Taylor Greene, with what we just did with Donald Trump, pressuring corporations, pressuring, you know, legal entities to take to, on, to take away licenses. I mean, that's that's what it's going to be because yep. we're, we're dealing with a far right faction that's violent. All right. So. Uh, I say we wrap. This is funny. Before the show, Cliff and I literally said, you know, if we go 45 or 50 minutes, I don't mind doing a shorter show today. And it's not We did start hour. a little later than planned because of our the internet issues. So I have to guess it's only been like an hour and five minutes or so. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, yeah, maybe hour 10. Although that's okay. still not short. Whatever. Um, we gave you more. What do you do? We just so, we like to give you more, guys. I know. So today's Friday. So as always, we'll be back Monday or Tuesday, depending on our schedules and the news of the day uh but you know what things are still better than they were i mean we're just thank god i think that's really the only way you can take it is that donald trump said that sent that stupid sag after letter you know that was totally trumpian and and instead of being like this is our president i laughed at like this is some pathetic private citizen down in mar-a-lago so you take the good with the bad Yeah. yeah all right uh guys we will talk to you next week all right take care guys And now a word from our sponsors. Cliff, we are so grateful that vaccinations for COVID-19 are underway. Unfortunately, at the very time there is, yes, at the very time there is light at the end of the tunnel, infection rates and hospitalizations are at all-time highs across the country. In California, some hospitals are turning away patients for threatening to ration care. While we are nearing the finish line for this brutal epidemic, uh, getting there means staying safe. For the foreseeable future, only respirator face masks provide real protection from transmission. Unfortunately, the huge demand and limited supply of respirators means we are flooded with fakes and counterfeits that do almost nothing right now the new deal shop.com has fda authorized kn95 respirator masks with anti-fraud labeling on every single package that can be verified right on the manufacturer's website they're tested in the u.s by the npptl and provide the most significant level of protection these the respirator P-P-T-L? masks npptl we might want to google that so i don't know the dog like the american association for dodgeball association of america I okay, don't, mark sorry, our, don't mark our clients' association. Um, oh, that's our res- client. Oh, okay, I'm wrong. That, well, they kind you. of are. These respirator masks are in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free. Go to the newdealshop.com now and get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized KN95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's the newdealshop.com. The newdealshop.com.